0: Support for NPR and the following message come from PBS, presenting The Facebook Dilemma, a frontline investigation into Facebook's impact on privacy and democracy that asks whether it's uniting or dividing us. Tune in or stream starting Monday at 9 Eastern on PBS. From All Songs Considered, I'm Lars Gottrich, and this is the music of Thou. Thou is a metal band based out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Its music is, at times, grueling in its pace and extreme in volume, but can also be painfully beautiful. I've been listening to this band almost as long as they've been releasing records, just over a decade. Their shows are deafening and can rattle your clothes if they aren't already covered in sweat. Sometimes it can feel like the whole room heaves in time to Thou's slow-motion sludge. It's been a few years since the band released any new music, but when it does, there's a deluge. There are four records by Val coming out this summer. Joining us from WWNO in New Orleans, I spoke with vocalist Brian Funk and guitarist Andy Gibbs about fantasy novels, writing a very surprising acoustic album, and incremental shifts in sound that feel massive. But first, I asked about bassist Mitch Wells, who's known for doing crazy stuff on tour.
1: There was... um. That show he played in San Luis Obispo. It was like a matinee at this house. And uh, there weren't a ton of people there, but it was all right. And he just was, I guess, in a real silly mood, and he changed his clothes. And when he came back, he's just wearing these, like, super small, like, running shorts. They're, like, uh, neon green and a wizard hat. And he rolled up (laughs) into the middle of the house show and just, like, started, like kind of grinding on people and just not quite on people, but just like in the middle of the crowd, like going crazy while Malik was playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's list out uh, all four records that you have coming out this summer. There mm-hmm. are three EPs, each about 30 minutes long, which for any standard punk band would be a full-length record. There's The House Primordial, uh, which is out right now. It's very droney and raw. There's mm-hmm. Inconsolable out June 29th. It's acoustic. I'm still wrapping my head around that. And then there's Rhea Sylvia out July 27th, which is by far the grungiest thing thou's ever done, which is a feat considering that you're trying to cover every Nirvana song possible. And then there's the full-length number five, Magus. Is it pronounced Magus or Magus?
1: Yeah, you, magus, know, you, did, you nailed it. Everyone else is saying mad, Magus, <laughs> Yeah, Magus, Magus. Yeah.
2: But we try to encourage people to incorrectly pronounce every, every yeah, aspect of this band. That's so.
1: true. We we didn't. I didn't correct a single person in Europe this uh, a couple of weeks ago when they all said though. Though. <laughs> I just let it ride. You know? Though or though. Arthu, yeah, that's another one.
0: And Magus is out August 31st. So let's, let's get right into some music. The Sword Without a Hilt from The House Primordial. A little bit of the sword without a hilt from the house primordial this record is such a drony and wandering affair i've read that this ep was largely improvised
1: uh yeah all the interludes were like about half improvised i built like a bunch of the textures and then we had mitch and matthew insert some stuff
2: randomly yeah i think this was uh one of the only things where we did a lot of the work in the studio.
1: Yeah, normally we have like everything ready to roll before we even show up but this time, yeah, we decided to give our sound engineer friend a headache and just (laughs) let it ride on the
0: fly. Does that free you up? Did that inspire any new directions for the band? Just kind of like letting everything go?
1: I don't know about that. It's hard to say. I think the only thing that I really take from it is like new or different ways to work in the studio. I think it's just a constant refinement of the way that we record. Like every record that comes out, at least in theory, should like sound a little better and a little more put together than the last one.
2: I think that's probably like a key for us is always trying to push it a little further. Even if it just uh, ends up being very incremental, you know, we're always trying to... Yeah. a little bit further.
0: I wouldn't consider this an incremental change. I consider this like kind of like a, a about face. Why don't we play a little bit of Fallow State from Inconsolable?
2: Sure. sure.
1: In the sleepless
2: white night, alone and wakeful, oblivion,
1: through the cloudless black fright. I dream of you
0: Fallow State from Inconsolable. Uh, we're going to be featuring uh, full versions of all the songs we're playing today uh, on our site, slash all songs. Um, who is singing here? It's not Brian. I wish. Or is it?
1: <laughs> no, that's uh, our friend KC, who um, has actually started to become kind of like an auxiliary. Uh, member and who played bass on our last tour that we just did oh Um, yeah that's one of many voices on the record Um, i think there's
2: some harmonies at the end with melissa guy on
1: yeah so we have we have like a a cast of people
0: (laughs) (laughs) are these all baton rouge folks these are New all
2: New Orleans people. You know, it takes a lot of people to replace me. I'm just gonna say <laughs> you know, this record that I'm not on. There's about five or six other people. Yeah, and by
1: not on, you know, he still had the ghost the ghost role of pulling the puppy string isn't pr- production role. Yeah,
0: <laughs> sure. So, is the songwriting process any different than a quote unquote typical? Song.
1: Oh, my God. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, that's pretty pretty much what we learned, I think, in the studio. We wrote the songs ahead of time, like without any lyrics, just the guitar parts. And then when we brought them in and tried to match the vocals to the guitars. We learned that the it's a lot different to, to marry lyrics to a more traditional uh, sounding song than it is to like lay out like just a bare rhythm with the heavy stuff. But once we got it, I think it it works really, really well.
2: I wrote more or less the majority of the vocal melodies um, and just kind of relied on the skill of (laughs) all the people we brought on board to kind of like figure out what I was trying to do and make it make it something that actually made sense and and sounded good.
0: Brian, your lyrics are, are, are so thoughtful and verbose, but, you know screamed and uh, with the more traditionally sung vocals on this EP was there any pressure to present your words differently? Uh yes, <laughs> and we definitely had to change yeah. a few
1: things. Uh fewer syllables I think was was yeah. a main main point.
2: I mean, I I've, I've always wished that I was the kind of writer that could maybe say things a little bit more simply or more direct way, but I just, you know, generally I can't write like that. I have to sort of dress things up or or hide it behind kind of grandiose verbiage this was definitely challenging for me luckily what i was hoping for happened which was the kind of emotional stuff that i was trying to get across came through by virtue of the, the folks voices that we were using yeah, you know, definitely we, we picked the right people and i think they they got sort of the, the feelings across
0: i'd like to hear a little bit more from Fallow state because i want to talk about the melody something caught my ear here we go that I thought would save me I
2: called to you Blood of my blood Flesh of my flesh I call to you
0: Blood of my blood Flesh of my So, do you know what that reminds me of? Uh, I'm going to keep the mics open and uh, feel free to react to whatever (laughs) I'm about to play for you. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. We we actually had this exact same revelation in the in the in the I middle. Think we were singing along to it. We right? were. We tried to fit the lyrics over. It. Yeah. This was realized after the fact. But yeah. Like we were in the studio, doing the vocal overdubs, and I can't remember who brought it up. It might have even been you. Uh, but someone definitely brought it up, and then I later found out that those those chords that I wrote were like basically the same. Not quite the same, but like there's like three of the same chords. Yeah. And tell me yeah, the name of that song. Up. Enjoy the silence by Depeche Mode. Depeche yes. Mode. Depeche Mode. Which we we've been talking about covering that song for yeah. like so many years. Just haven't and got you, around to. You it. learned it. You I learned, learned it. it. So maybe I, it was I, on your brain. I learned it. Yeah, that's true. Could have been in my brain. Um, I love it. I love Depeche Mode. Yeah.
0: Well, this is a thing that thou does, right? You guys. Love the '90s covers, and it's the it's one of one of the many things that I appreciate about thou is that your taste is so eclectic. And while it may not always come through in kind of like this extreme sound that you make, it still seeps through anyway. Definitely. Well,
2: there's a, even that song. There's a Jim Croce a couple <laughs> couple lines I ripped off from. Uh, operator that's in the, that's in that song yeah So I'm, I'm A- all
1: attention the estate of Jim Croce <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm always uh looking for little little bits like that I mean I've always thought of us as sort of like uh, Black Sabbath through the lens of Bleach era Nirvana something like that yeah which
1: I think that you need to like look deeply into the band and maybe like someone from the outside would have to kind of be acquainted with us to understand oh, yeah. or to even see it but I agree
0: so basically what I'm asking for is I need a fallow state and join the silence medley. Uh, yeah, on well, the next
1: tw- I actually do want to do that.
0: So of the three EPs that are coming out, Rhea Sylvia sounds like the most natural extension of vowel sound, but more refined. Let's take a little listen to The Only Law. This is The Only Law from Reyes Silvia by Thou. And we're talking with two of the band's members, Andy Gibbs and Brian Funk. You have so much music coming out this summer. How do you plan out all of this stuff?
1: This is the work of like many years. Like this is like the, the earliest of these songs. I think we wrote in like, I don't know, 2015. It's not like we, in one year, uh, wrote and recorded all this stuff, although some of it did come together at the last minute for sure. Yeah. The Ray
2: record was recorded like a year ago. We yeah.
1: Were sitting on it. It looks like we just did a bunch of stuff real quick and just like got it all out, but really like we've been kind of toiling away at this stuff.
2: The drone and the acoustic EPs um, were sort of last minute because we really wanted to do them and we had, sort of had this... This, scheme, this <laughs> mad scheme to put out all these records leading yeah. into the full length.
1: Yeah, and it was basically to the point where it was like, all right, are we really going to do this drone record and this acoustic record? And then we finally were just like, all right, we're doing it. It's not as cool as it looks. <laughs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the question that I have is, did you mean to... Put three different sounds on three different EPs, or to just work out that way.
2: No, absolutely. Yeah, that was. I mean, the the original plan, the the way original plan was to do these EPs before we even started working on Magus, and it was going to be a way we could sort of stretch things artistically and creatively, and then we could we could draw from those extremes. That was
1: the main concern for me was that we hit those extremes of like if we're going to do an acoustic record like it actually it really does have clean singing and really is not distorted and all that stuff so at least I think we accomplished that.
2: Yeah, I feel like we probably could have pushed the drone thing a little further. I mean
1: we could have pushed it all way further. Yeah, we could have we could have done better. Sorry, I mean I sorry. still, still sorry, like it. Sorry, fans. You know what? Let's just go ahead. Let's <laughs> scrap not. Them. Let's scrap it. Don't. Let's not. Let's cut it out of the interview. <laughs> can we? Can we unrelease? Can we just take yeah. it? We'll buy up all the
0: copies. Let's
2: call up keep... the pressing plant right now and burn them. <laughs> yeah.
0: And now all roads lead to album number five, Magus. Let's hear the Changeling Prince.
1: the NPR listeners start <laughs> oh gotta change the station here definitely
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: trying to enjoy my kale salad over here oh, guys thank you
0: <laughs> yeah this is the now everybody knows and loves <laughs> <laughs> well, not everybody not everybody <laughs> 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 So that's the, the Changeling Prince from Magus, and I've been really enjoying this record. It does the thing that Thou does, and like you mentioned earlier in the interview, the change is incremental, but it feels massive, if that makes sense?
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's just refining, you know, it's just refining
1: yeah. every time. Especially this song. It's a good example of what we normally do, but with some of the fat kind of trimmed away and like kind of getting to the point instead of having a part that drones on for five minutes before it gets to the point we kind of like it only drones on for two minutes before getting <laughs> to the point. <laughs> maybe instead of doing the riff seven times now we do it three times or you know but also like trying to get a little smarter about the transitions and stuff like that i think we did did an okay job with that
0: so i wouldn't say that thou writes concept albums but brian you tend to keep consistent lyrical themes that dig deep into broader issues of iniquity and injustice. Um, On the last uh, full-length record, Heathen, uh, you wrote about fighting through a dying civilization, but on Magus, you seem to zoom into the individual with kind of an exacting viciousness, but also kind of a sympathy. What prompted this self-reflection? I found it very different uh, than your usual approach.
2: I think the climate of the times we're living in had a big impact on me i mean it was stuff i've been thinking about on a personal level and just you know that everything you're reading in the news these days as far as like um identity movements stuff like that and i think in a more conceptual way the record was always supposed to be sort of about introspection and kind of the The individual and theorizing and thoughts as opposed to heathen, which was more like, uh, you know, nature and hedonism and sensual aspects of a person's personality. So, um, you know, it was just the issues I think everybody's kind of grappling, at least in America, everybody's kind of grappling with and, you know, personally grappling with.
0: What are you personally grappling with? Because it seems to me that the idea is to better the self before everybody else gets better. I guess
2: the main point I'm trying to make in a lot of those things is turning the critical eye inward. I think people are very quick these days to criticize everyone and everything around them while still having a lot of those same faults in themselves. And I think it's pretty important to like be able to be self-aware enough to see those things in yourself and, and to deal with those problems. I mean, if you think it's a problem. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite things in Val is to pick a real extreme point and just hammer away at that and then in the very next song pick the other extreme and just tear apart whatever I wrote in the in the previous song you know I I really like to um, self-analyze and be as self-critical as I can I think that's I think that's important to a person's individual development
0: going to read y'all a quote that accompanies the liner notes to this song you soul of splendor whose arm hath slain thousands you eye of wrath whose words hath cracked mountains where is your judgment now tell me about r scott baker i had never heard of this person before i saw this quote Uh, oh he's
2: great uh he's uh basically a philosopher that i think he basically took a lot of his philosophical ideas (laughs) kind of in the way maybe like uh ayn rand did but um and sort of inserted them into narrative fiction but i think he's probably a lot smarter than ayn rand and uh (laughs) and like a lot more in tune with uh sort of metaphysics and semantics i'm not smart enough to really explain it (laughs) definitely very thought-provoking
0: well, I noticed that each track on Magus includes a quote, and most of them are from R. Scott Baker. Their books are The White Luck Warrior and The Judging Eye. And now I'm starting to think, have Val lyrics always been based on very heady fantasy novels? <laughs> <laughs> uh ding 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 <laughs> no
2: you know I I think at the time when we were writing a lot of stuff I was reading one of these series and you know I think it's like anything else if you're in a certain mindset and I was like very heavily focused on certain concepts that I was trying to get across in this record but yeah back to your point yeah there's definitely some some fantasy I don't know about heady fantasy Some of it. <laughs> I don't know I haven't it, read these it, <laughs> should it, I be reading these Hedy? Yeah, the
0: R R Scott Baker stuff's great. Gene Wolfe, great. Uh, Let's see. How do I want to ask this question? When you're getting ready to write a new record, are there certain sounds or other albums that get you back into the thou mode?
2: Yeah, I find that the older I get it, I definitely need something new. It's like a palate cleanser or just something new to be focused on before I can get back into uh, the usual stuff.
1: Yeah, and definitely before we start undertaking some sort of writing project for Thou, I might, if I haven't been listening to stuff that's more like our band, I might make a point to go back and try to dig into some stuff that'll get me ready to get back into the realm of uh, screaming and heavy, because I'm not usually what I'm at my house listening to really these days. <laughs>
0: You guys joke about it, but I know that it's true that the only two bands that thou agrees on in the van when you're on tour seems to be Nirvana and Fiona Apple. Right? Yeah.
1: There's <laughs> probably a few more nowadays, I would say. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh but, I think we've all grown as people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we can we can find some more common ground now. But yeah, there's a time and a place that I want to listen to heavy stuff and it's just, you know, it's I have to be in that mindset nowadays. I don't know. I don't know what what's changed outside of me getting older, but maybe there's just fewer things that I care it, about. I don't know. It's probably also all the touring we do. And we, yeah, we, we're, we're we're immersed in that stuff when we go on tour. It's every night, you know.
2: And I think even if we weren't playing with those kinds of bands constantly, I think that by virtue of us playing this kind of music constantly, uh, we just kind of get sick of it.
0: Val has four records coming out this summer. The House Primordial, Inconsolable, Rea Silvia, and magus and i am sure that thou will be touring a ton coming this year
1: yeah maybe if the right uh, tours come up we'll see <laughs> yeah uh, get at us with an offer
0: <laughs> get at thou yeah pearl jam yeah looking at you pearl jam <laughs> all right thank you guys so much yeah thanks yep. thanks for thanks having, having us, us. appreciate yeah. it
1: it's a great time
0: And you've been listening to Brian Funk and Andy Gibbs of the band Thou. They have four new records out this summer. You can listen to full tracks from each of those records on our website, mpr.org allsongs For MPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Lars Gottrich. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast, connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now, they're ready for anything.